That's Vancouver-based singer-songwriter Reed Jameson with his song Evergreen, Love Song for the Crone, from his new album Midaza. Now Midaza is actually Cork Island slang for most excellent, and this album most surely is. Maybe the best thing Reed Jameson has ever done. Recorded in Ireland with producer Kieran Kennedy, the new album features seven fabulous new songs and a gorgeous instrumental all written with partner Carolyn Victoria Mill, alongside a great cover written by the late lamented Fergus O'Farrell with Glenn Hansard. To learn more about the new album, we caught up with Reed Jameson and Carolyn Victoria Mill at home in Vancouver. It's great to have you guys join us today. Thank you, Jen. Lovely to be here. The new album's a little different because you went to Ireland to record it with Kieran Kennedy. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. I think for us getting inspired to make a record at a time when, you know, people aren't buying records as much. We really wanted something that was special and was going to give us uh, excitement and energy for that. And it was just amazing because one night in Toronto, Mary Margaret O'Hara had actually joined our band for the evening and she brought Kieran and his wife Maria uh, as guests. And we just hit it off afterwards and... The rest is musical history, well, according to us. Yeah. Well, Karen also makes records with his wife, Maria Joel Kennedy, and we're big fans of their music. And I actually didn't realize that was who his wife was at the time, or I would have been a lot more nervous because she's a pretty big actor. But um, so the, I, we just knew he would really understand our music-making dynamic. But uh, so after the show, he offered, he said, hey, I, you know, if we're ever in the same place, sharing the same air, I'd love to make a record together. And we were both looked at each other and were like, we love Ireland. We went there once before and just fell up head over heels with the place. So it was, you know, an easy sell for us. <laughs> so the songs on the album, were they all written specifically for this project? Yes, we wrote all the songs for this record specifically, including uh, Evergreen that we wrote right in the studio. So tell us about Evergreen, Love Song for the Crown. I love the title. For those of us of a certain age, it's like, oh my God, what a great title for a song. Uh, tell us about how this song came around. Well, I just turned 50, and, uh, you know, a gal worries, and uh, a good man reassures. Yes, I've never been more in love, and that's the direction I want to take it in. <laughs> There's not enough songs for, for women after, you know, a certain age. There's songs for the maiden, there's songs for the mother, but uh, not too many love songs for what comes after, and we've got so much else to do on the loving front. And that's what I loved about the song. It's such a beautiful song because it's it's really a song about enduring love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's just it's just such a such a nice song. Now, when you went to Ireland to record, you were you went to Cork. I love the Midaza title because it is just a it's a fabulous way of describing uh, what you hope is going to turn out uh, pretty well. You know. You know what's funny, Dan, is. Uh... Uh, we're in the wilds of West Cork and Skull, population 700. Kieran had brought up that piece of slang, Midaza, and that's awesome. But it wasn't until after Reed and I had both decided that's the title of the record, there's no question, that we found that the direct translation is actually, I'm dying. <laughs> Which I interpreted as, I'm dying because of my brilliance, because it's just, yeah. this is, this is my, my final statement on this earth. And it's certainly this album has that feel about it. Well, you have to treat every album like that and pretty much every day, too, because you don't really get any guarantees. Yeah. So tell us about who played on the album with you. 
that would be Karen. Um, <laughs> you know, we did everything uh, else, but uh, Karen um, added a bunch of stuff. But we also met a young man, I think it was Karen's niece's boyfriend, and we sort of adopted him during the trip, and he played some piano on it. And oh. I did, in fact, get drunk one night and play glockenspiel. <laughs> Oh, that was that was Vincent the Chancer Collins that played some yeah, piano. Yeah. Yeah. Magic man, a yeah. magic man. Yeah. yeah. Now, normally, do you normally re- record at home in Vancouver when you make your albums, the the others? Yeah, it's uh, you know I've been to studios and I love that experience, but uh, in this day and age with which where it is harder to to make money off of selling your music, it's you have to uh, figure out a way to to make ends meet there. And I also really like being a control freak, having that experience. <laughs> And the technology nowadays is unbelievable what you can do. Things are just more intimate in our bedroom, too, you know? Yeah, and it's more comfortable. You can, like, you know, you have be having tea in your pajamas and go, oh, I'm inspired to do this now, so I'll do that part. So this must have felt completely different than, you know, making the decision to go to Ireland. You already mentioned how much you love Ireland as a country, and, and, and going to a, you know, a small place in, in Western Ireland must just have really been very beautiful for you. It was spectacular, but to be honest, Reed was terrified. He was terrified. Far out of the comfort zone. Yeah, he was, he was right out of his comfort zone. And the difference between the man who went to Ireland and the man who came home from Ireland is a distinct change. It changed a lot about how we approach recording and creating, and I'm just so glad we did it. I want to go back to the album and, and play another song, and I wanted to play Perfect Storm which is, mm. to me, is a song that really shows how well the two of you work together because it's got some incredible harmonies on it. Tell us a little bit about this song. Well, that that song is, um, you know, I suppose still on the theme of enduring love and uh, trying to keep it together when, you know, humans are not naturally monogamous. But, you know, Reed's a really devoted fella, and I'm really devoted, but nobody expects a perfect storm, so it really speaks to that pivot point that can happen one night when a combination of, of uh, low self-esteem and opportunity and perhaps booze, you know, conspire. And you just have to recognize when you're on that razor's edge, you know, to not tip over the side. And uh, we just love uh, trading together because it can start in any fashion. But I think I think you had the music first, did you? I, I had the, the guitar riff that, that is sort oh, yeah. in the song, and then you started singing the chorus. And just out of nowhere. You just, and you sang, you know, words that meant something, and it went from there. It's a beautiful song. I really love the, the harmonies. Did it take long to bring those together? You know what, Jen? It's a terrible confession, but I actually don't know how to harmonize. I've never really harmonized in my life. Reed sings around me instead, so... Because he, he can harmonize with the dentist drill, you know. <laughs> As a kid, he used to harmonize with the vacuum cleaner. But uh, so what he does is he he really enjoys doing that. And it's kind of a weird thing to do by yourself. So uh, so he just, you know, gets in there and moves around me. And, and uh, it's, a, it's a bit different, I think. But it's also a great pleasure when we sing together. It's such a feeling. Let's listen to that just now. This is Reed Jameson with Carolyn Victoria Mill. And Perfect Storm from Reed's new album, Midaza. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. You're 
Ray Jameson with Perfect Storm from his new album Midaza, recorded in Ireland with Kieran Kennedy. Ray Jameson is a special guest on Folk Roots Radio today with partner Carolyn Victoria Mill. Great to have you guys join us. Now, the interesting thing about your songwriting is the way that you work so closely together, and I thought that would be a great opportunity to talk about how you would write a song, like something like Perfect Storm. Tell us a little bit about the process you go through for songwriting. A moving target. 
Like, Reed poops a new melody every morning, just about. He has no end of music in him, and so he's always got these things he calls niblets. And then he'll throw them at me, and I love words, so I'll play with that. But sometimes it's not even that way. I'll just sing something to him, and I don't know how he does it, but he can hear the melody in my head, and he will start playing that. I just, I honestly don't know how he can hear that to my head. Sometimes we really forget who wrote what part, you know, music or words. We just get all, you know, interwoven, and uh, luckily it doesn't kind of matter. We've got a bit of a Beatles split going on, but but uh, it's just such a, I don't know, magic. We're embarrassing, uh, not embarrassing, but um, maybe a bit odd in that we write songs in Excel, Microsoft Excel. You write songs in Excel. That does seem kind of unusual. Isn't that thing weird? Nerds yeah. to the core, at least I am. I just love the way it organizes things, and now it leads into it, too. So, when, when you're playing guitar while looking at the screen going along, I don't know about you, I can't read my own handwriting anymore. You can scroll side to side, or you don't have to scroll, you just go side to side, and you can put alternate words in a different cell, you know, put the chords in another column. It's uh, quite handy. You know, that's that's funny, because it sounds, sounds like, I was going to say, an updated way that David Bowie used to write because I know he would write his lyrics and then he would cut them up and yeah. move them around. Yeah. And that actually that's sounds kind of like what you're doing. Yeah, and I love David Bowie. Oh, exactly. Wow. That's, I didn't, thank you for telling me that. Yeah. I did not know that. It's always interesting when you find out about other people's processes and uh, sometimes there's a commonality and sometimes there's a tip for you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think it was a documentary from the Ziggy period or something that oh, I was nice. watching where he was explaining how he wrote the lyrics and he would say he would write them all down, then he would cut them up and then, you know, he had the ability to move them around if he felt that he needed to, uh, to, you know, get the sound that he wanted. Reed gets involved in these um, uh, work, what do you call them, honey, or immersions? Song immersion, yeah. He, he locks himself in the house for 12 hours with no, you know, with pre-made food and everything, and he has to write 20 songs in one day. And then whatever is done from that, I'll comb through for, you know, awesome ideas or melodies, and, and then we'll sit down and, and uh, work on whatever that is. Well, it certainly sounds like there's magic when you, you get together and write. There's no doubt about that. Now, on this album, we've got, I think nine songs, uh, eight of them you wrote. I mean, that's seven actual songs, one instrumental. You also picked a song, and you, I think you wanted an, a song from an Irish songwriter. The song you picked I want to play next, which is Don't Go Down, which is a song that was written by Fergus O'Farrell with Glenn Hansard. And I want to get you to talk a little bit about this song, because uh, I think Fergus O'Farrell sadly passed away before he was actually able to be in the studio with you, but you did have his harmonies. It was a really unexpected score for us in that uh, we were going to make it an all-original record. But I did ask Karen, our producer, to maybe send me 10 songs that he, by Irish artists that he felt might suit us because it would, I thought it would be good to put a, an Irish song on the record. And so we did. And like many people do, and I'm sure this has happened to you, you load the songs into iTunes and you, got, you don't have the artist name or the album or anything. So we're listening blind to these 10 songs, and they were all quite lovely. But this one song, we were struck by. We actually struck by one of Kieran's tunes, too. But but, uh, but we were struck by the song, and, and we both agreed that, yes, that would be a good one, except, and we said as much to Kieran when we got to the studio, the song's already great the way it is. And uh, we love the recording, we love the singing, we love everything about it. And we assumed it's probably already a big hit in Ireland, so, you know, there's no point in... Uh, 
you know, reinventing the wheel there. And Karen was like, well, actually, Fergus passed away before he could properly release the record. And we were like, oh, no, really? Okay, all right. Um, hmm. And then I thought, so, Karen, do you still have the tracks for this song? And he said, yeah, yeah, I do. I said, would it be possible for Fergus to sing with us on the song? And he said, yeah, I don't see why not. So we re-recorded the guitar, and we inserted Fergus, you know, uh, his background vocals and everything. So Fergus joins us on the on the song posthumously, and and we spoke to his family and the people looking after his estate, and they were all delighted to have us, uh, you know, get him back out there because Fergus was an amazing artist and a visual artist as well, but he also, um, he was, uh, you know, dealing with muscular dystrophy and spent the last couple of his years of his life in a wheelchair, but he did not go down. He he had a, a apparatus created for his wheelchairs that would help hold him up so he could continue to sing, and he made music until the end, so he's a pretty inspiring guy to boot. I think also it, one of his songs was in the the movie once, right? The, the Hudson movie? Yeah. Exactly, and the song's called Gold. But this song that we did, Don't Go Down, is, all, is actually in the movie called Sing Street. But it's just a demo version of it, and it didn't make the soundtrack. But it's also a, a movie about music and Irish musicians, and it's pretty delightful, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a, certainly a great song, and I think you do a great version of it. Let's listen to that just now. This is... Reed Jameson with Carolyn Victoria Mill and Fergus O'Farrell on Don't Go Down from Reed Jameson's new album, Midaza. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Uh-oh. a twist inside won't go down on my knees gonna let it ride over me when life has got me up against the ropes it's raining punches there's nowhere to go Oh uh-huh. 
That's Reed Jameson with Carolyn Victoria Mill on Don't Go Down from his new album Midaza. Midaza was recorded in Ireland with Kieran Kennedy. It's an absolutely fabulous album. It's one of those records you put it on, you want to listen all the way through to the end. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Reed Jameson and Carolyn Victoria Mill are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today chatting about the new project. And I think you're coming on tour to Ontario this May, aren't you? We are indeed. We're going to go to Ottawa, Guelph, Hamilton, and our old stomping grounds, Toronto, for a matinee. The interesting thing about your shows is that once people have been to one, they are, they are always looking forward to the next opportunity, aren't they? Even after playing for so many years, I'm just so pleased when people come out to a show because I'm, I'm enjoying doing it, but I you know feel like there's lots going on in people's lives, especially as they get older with families. and stuff. Well, and some pretty compelling TV. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if people want to get the dates, the Ontario dates, head to readjameson.com. You can check out all of the dates there. And I just wonder, you know, with your music, you know, the fact that you have done so many, you know, cover versions, you're involved with Stuart McLean and the, the Vinyl Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make it much easier for you to, to get out and and mix it up when you do a show? Oh, absolutely. And and I, I, mean, I think I was definitely really inspired by the Vinyl Cafe and their whole team. And Stuart was just such an amazing, uh, as a radio host and a human, he was interested and, and interesting. The Vinyl Cafe were such a fantastic team to work with. The amazing audiences that I got to play for, playing original songs and covers. So I think that really made me feel like giving back to the audience is playing songs that they know and trying to find songs that I can do my own special version of. Yeah, Stuart was very generous with his audiences and, and it, uh, it helped Reed to get outside of himself and think about, you know, it being a reciprocal agreement that you have with the audience. And, and mm-hmm. uh, it definitely increased our audience, but it did make it more intimate all at the same time. You know, it's interesting because, you know, when we, we talk about your covers and, you know, having seen you perform, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few moments. You mentioned Mary Margaret O'Hara earlier on as to how you made the link with Kieran Kennedy. Interestingly, my theme for my radio show for years used to be A New Day from the Miss America album, which Reed also recorded as well. And every now and again, I would swap it around and and played the Reed Jameson version. Yeah, it was just a, yeah. She's amazing and and a generous soul too. But, you know, what a singer, so it's a challenge for me to do that. And certainly, I remember one night him singing with her on stage. The night that we met Kieran, he could not have been more nervous. <laughs> Tell us about the show itself. I, I know that one of the things you love is the, the interaction between the two of you. But tell me what people can expect when they come to a Reed Jameson gig. Well, there'll be two of us. Uh, you know, a lot of um, shows, you know, have a, a variety of instrumentation, but we try and take that nylon string guitar or two voices and a whole lot of emotion and share that in a way that that lets the audience know it matters that they're there too. Um, we will be certainly doing songs from the records. We also like to give a bit of a mixed bag and we'll do some songs from our Leonard Cohen tribute and potentially something from our Presley sessions are visited and a few from Jennifer's Kitchen. Maybe that too, you know, our, uh, our first record together. And I guess, basically, people have their favorites that they expect you to play each time, right? Oh, yes. Uh, and it's funny. They're not always the same songs. We are 
shocked and amazed sometimes when people will be like, oh, yeah, this one family told us that they would get together, you know, one, you know, every year in the summertime and have a kitchen party dancing to one of our songs that was uh, like a B-side on a, like a, a throwaway on a record that we just thought nobody had ever heard. And this is their family tradition, which is called. So, so you have to be careful when you ask anybody, any requests? <laughs> you never know what people will say. So the album was made in Ireland. You're coming on tour in Ontario. I think you have plans to head to the UK and Ireland to share their record a little later. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. It's going to be next spring. Well, it's been great to have you join us today. I want to finish with one more song from the album. Now, I'd like to play uh, She, which uh, is a is a beautiful song, but it's a, an incredibly emotional song because it concerns the campaign to repeal Amendment 8, which basically outlawed abortion in Ireland. That amendment was struck down But this song I love because it really basically brings home that there's never any winners in this situation. You know, anyone that makes a decision to have an abortion, it's an incredibly loaded conversation you need to have with yourself. Absolutely. And the woman pays no matter what choice she makes. And that was uh, the Eighth Amendment was really giving a woman, let's say myself at my age, the same rights as uh, an embryo. And I often say that if... um, if there was a 99-year-old man in a boat and a 10-year-old girl and one life jacket, I'm pretty sure that man would give the girl the life jacket because, you know, we can make that differentiation between, you know, the value of a human life. And if a, if an embryo could choose, they would, I'm sure, if they knew the mother wasn't ready, would want to wait for the next train out of there, <laughs> you know. But uh, it was such a potent time to be in Ireland with this going on, people everywhere. It was so positive and so intense and, you know, yes, scary. People don't want to say their opinions, you know. We both were walking around with pins on and, and Reed's, you know, uh, quite the introvert and it's hard for him to, to express his opinions and, and feelings. So my pin said yes to the thing and his said ta, which is Irish, uh, Gaelic for uh, yes. <laughs> so he felt a little less sort of intimidating, but uh but it was just amazing. People singing, people people coming together, and you know, we just really wanted to write something that 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 expressed that, you know, you make your choice, and that's you know, it's good either way. But really, for the gal, she's she doesn't have a an easy road, no matter what she chooses. And I think we need to honor that, honor the millions of gals who have died of unsafe abortions and the millions of gals whose lives have been changed irreparably by um, not being allowed governance over their own bodies. And I think this song certainly captures that really well. Now, I want to play the instrumental straight after it. And the reason I want to do this is because on the album, uh, I think she is the eighth song. Mm -hmm. And then the instrumental lullaby for the lost comes on straight after. And to me, the beautiful sound of that instrumental it's almost like a coda at the end of of the song. Was that an intent when you wrote this to and decided to put the instrumental on the end? Yes. You know, Reed, like I said, doesn't always enjoy verbally expressing himself, but boy, can he ever do it musically? And I feel like he said everything that needs to be said. As you said, Jan, the, the subject matter of uh, she is so loaded and so heavy, I just felt like, uh, what more are we going to say on this record? 
I want to leave that and, and but just sort of like sit with that and listen to the instrumental and leave the album, you know, with something with, beautiful. With some space to yeah. contemplate. Yeah, it's a, certainly a, a great way to finish this interview. This is Reed Jameson with Carolyn Victoria Mill and the song She, followed by the instrumental Lullaby for the Lost from Reed's new album Midaza. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. And Reed and Carolyn, I wanted to thank you for spending the time to talk to us today. Oh, thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us, and I can't wait to get, come over and sing our hearts out for you. That's wonderful. Do we care 
where her life ends Hospital bed, all back alley 